right. Welcome, everyone, once again to this latest edition of Sticks and Kicks. I am your host, Danny Orona, with my roundtable of drinkers and sports watchers here. We are not all currently in the studio now. We have all our satellite watch watch parties, watch tune-ins, watch recordings. We'll go with that. Watch podcasts. Whatever it is, we are all remote. Everything, once again, like we always say, take every precaution possible, keep each other safe and everything. So that's how we start off today's episode. And I'm going to start off from Tempe, Arizona, calling in from Zoom. Mr. Jeremy Griffin. Jeremy, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Here to uh, just bring that ego energy, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's that week. We're here to bring it. We're feeling it live. I mean, I don't know if you guys ready for us. What's up, Kenny? You ready for us? Thank you for joining us. We'll see you here next week. And uh, all the way out here from what I thought was Denver, Colorado, but now I know it is a different town, which I'm pretty sure you made up the name for, somewhere out in the great white north, Mr. Kenny Mitchell. Kenny, how you doing? I'm doing well. You make me sound like I'm from Canada, you know, like all the great white north, eh? All, um, the, all snowing states. They all look yeah. States, provinces, whatever. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm doing well, man. It's a it's a chilly uh, 30 degrees out here today, and uh, which is which is not too bad for a Colorado day. It's uh, we got some snow on the ground, and I'm I'm ready to talk some shit to Mr. Eagle over there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And from somewhere, either Mesa, Gilbert, middle of nowhere, we have calling in Mr. Martin Lucio. Lucio, say hi to the people. Hey, what's up, you guys? Uh, I'm in the middle of uh, moving, but uh, still was able to catch uh, maybe an hour of uh, the show, be able to do something. But yeah, uh, here I'm ready to talk about sports. Oh, yeah. You know, we appreciate that, Lucio, because I know you're very busy. I actually helped you out with a few boxes this morning. Not many people will jump on and record a podcast in the middle of getting evicted from their home. Lucio, you're a big man. <laughs> Not being evicted. So. <laughs> Lucio is just moving to Colorado. It's probably happening. Guys, you know what? Sidebar here. I did help Lucio move a few boxes this morning. We went in and, you know, all his clothes. While moving a bunch of his shit from his place, I found his secret shrine to Cam Newton. Bro, it was the most disturbing thing that I've ever seen. Yeah. All sorts of. How big was the dildo? Pillows dressed in jerseys. There was like makeup on stuff. There was a blow up doll with the number one in the back for some reason. I don't know, man. It was just. Yeah. It was a lot of stuff. Whole that... bunch of, hey, hey, whole bunch of old yogurts just scattered around the place. <laughs> <laughs> some there's like, like a some like crusty socks I had to throw in the oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he he dropped it. <laughs> Danny dropped a sock and it broke. <laughs> shattered in pieces. Uh, no, but That's enough. Hilarious. That was a disturbing number of hats. There was like at least twenty hats. Lucio, what you doing with all those hats, man? I wear them. What else would you do with that? It's a lot. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie. I was a guy. Uh, I got a whole bunch of Eagles hats, man. I got at least nine of them, man. And honestly, isn't I mean, I keep them in the back of the car as like, you know, just so people know that I'm an Eagles fan. So it shows out the window. But after, you know, hitting the sun, 120 degree weather every single day for like months, they got faded. <laughs> You're going to have the heart to throw them out, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shit, man. Come on, bro. You represent your team, right? Right, Lucio? Yeah. You got to hold it. represent, man. Ask Kenny what, uh, what hat he wears every day of the year. Oh, let's see it, baby. 
Oh, you're one of those guys. Always wearing. Oh, dude, right? I am a I. I Bro, I am a married proud Dodgers fan. And no, he, he no. Got- oh yeah, I I did. I have it. I had a uh, a. So I was wearing a navy blue suit, right? Just fucking decked out to the nines. Uh, well, obviously, I didn't want to get married in a hat. I feel like that's yeah, so corny, yeah, right? But but yeah, it, but at the, at, for the, the at the ceremony, as soon as you went out, you. Was- <laughs> Yeah, it's dude, like, and I got the like I, the national anthem, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just take it yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, bro. But it was sick, dude. Like I, I stumbled across this site, um, and I would plug them, but I don't remember the name because it's been so long ago. Um, uh, but I stumbled across this site, and they had like all custom hats, like different hats, like they're still fitted. You know, they fit really well. They got the flat bill, which is what I like. Uh, but there was like this blue, and I, this is gonna sound really weird, but it was like a wicker had it was almost made by like like a wicker basket but it was it was a you know it's like a new era kind of style hat um and uh it it had la on it it was the same color blue as my suit and i was like dude this is meant to be and i showed my wife she's like you gotta get it you gotta get it you're known for your la hat so so yeah during the ceremony i did not have my hat on but as soon as the party got started bro i threw on that la wicker hat i got so many compliments dude it was so all right so check it out look check it out check it out rewind time take the hat off Bam, Val's written on the bill, baby. Oh man, oh my god, that would have been great. That would have been great. People would have hated it. Shout out to that one hat company for coming through. We don't know who you guys are, but we appreciate you. (laughs) As long as she still says yes, yeah, dude, you're all good. Um, You're all good. uh, I know she's she's contractually obligated, so she can't leave anytime soon. What are you, Dodger? Are you a Dodger fan too? Am I look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just no, no. so i'm trying to figure out now i'm going deeper deeper into these guys what's going on man okay well let so first and first and foremost i know everybody on this podcast is gonna say fuck the doors but i was raised in I'm la right i'm a mets fan that's my are you a mets fan i'm, I'm sorry from bro jersey. born and raised from jersey <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if you guys don't know right off top i'm an eagles fan I'm a Mets fan, and I moved out here, I want to say, in 2004. I've been rooting for the Suns since 2006. I haven't changed. Phoenix Suns all Oh, you know, that's a good point. I, I, I actually like that, Jeremy. I think that real quick, just because we have, you know, you know, another member of our podcast now, I think it would be kind of cool to just, like, refresh everybody's memory on our teams because we have an eclectic group of teams. I think Danny's the only one that, like, is pretty consistent with his hometown. Danny's a home, but, but Danny was born here, right? Danny yeah, was born and raised yeah. here, right? I grew up here, like, yeah. where I'm from. This is my state. So, yeah, so my – never left, right? Make it – like, just to make it easy on everybody, straight up and down, it's, you know, Cardinals, Dimebacks, the Suns, the Coyotes. Phoenix Rising, of course. So, so pretty much Arizona straight up and down the bill. Uh, yep. What and about you, Kenny? So I was I was actually born in Phoenix. I was raised in California. Um, went back to Phoenix and then now live in Colorado. But so my my teams are, my teams are a little eclectic. So uh, I I was a, a hockey fan before anything, and um, I was I'm not a Kings fan. Uh, I, I started watching hockey when I was in Arizona, so I'm a Coyotes fan through and through. I, I think everybody knows that's my main my main sport is is, is hockey. Um, I, I started watching uh, the Dodgers when I was when I was a runt, and my dad's a huge Dodgers fan. Uh, my grandpa was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. Oh, um, <laughs> there you yeah. go. It's not an LA thing; it's a Dodgers thing. 
It's a Dodgers thing, bro. I well, and I also that. I can respect that. I can respect yeah. that. Uh, good, good, good. And I'm also like, you're gonna hate this part, but I love LA. I mean, it's 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 part of my roots. So never been, um, never been. Oh, cool. But right. hey, we're gonna have to take a trip out there. That'd be fun to record out sure. there. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm I'm a Dodgers fan, and not to mention uh, World Series champ fan. Finally, one of my teams, and this is. This is crazy to me. Like, I've never seen one of my teams win a championship. Um, and so, yeah, I know you have, Jeremy. I know you have for sure. Uh, thanks, Nick Foles, and that golden statue outside of your stadium. Um, but, uh, no, it's, uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was really rewarding to watch the Dodgers win the championship. So, Dodgers fan, obviously, um, when, when I was young, I probably could, would have been a – a Rams fan if the team was there, but I didn't have a team. My dad's a big Rams fan. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, I fell in love with the Cardinals from an out of state. So uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. And uh, when it comes to basketball, I'm not going to lie to you guys. At first, I was a Lakers fan. I loved Kobe. I loved the purple and, and gold. Uh, but I, I've, I've come to, I've, I've come to love the Suns, and, uh, and on top of that, my work, <laughs> they sponsor the Suns, so, um, it's, it's made <laughs> me even close, made me even closer to them, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Suns fan as well. We, we need to get All right, man, that's that good off, to hear, man. That's good office, you know, get a meeting with them, get some of that PayPal money for sticks and kicks. Oh, hey. dude, you got it. You know how it works, bro. You know how it works. Lucio, Lucio, what about you, man? We got a uh, Lucio. I mean, you know, we, we all know all our teams. We know you're you're the biggest Panthers fan. I mean, I don't really know many Panthers fans, so for you to clean Panthers, you've got to be a Panthers fan. What else you got? So obviously, the Panthers was a kind of never really watched football. My parents are from uh, Mexico, so I didn't really know a lot about football. I only watched soccer growing up, and uh, as I got older, uh, my dad. Like my friends were talking about playing about football all the time. And I always thought they were talking about soccer, you know, because I watched it growing up. So this was like, oh, okay, they're talking about soccer. And uh, they're like, no, American football. And I was like, oh, okay, what is that? So I eventually ended up watching a game. And uh, it just so happened to be Carolina versus the Vikings. Uh, I'm a big baby blue fan. I love the color baby blue. And it just so happened that Carolina was wearing the baby blue. And you know, long story short, they won. And I became a fan you know, uh, die hard, right? And what, so, era was this, what era was this, though? Was this like that? This was, was like, uh, uh, what, Cam Newton era? Or way, way no, 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 no. This was uh, 2001, right before the first Super Bowl, where Delon was quarterback and Whoa, he that's had just got Julius Pepper. Sean Foster, baby. Uh-huh, Sean Foster. Julius Peppers? Is that what you said? Peppers, man. That's fucking still um, playing. So, yeah, that was my, uh, <laughs> That was how I got into football. Um, basketball was kind of interesting because basketball, I'm a big Allen Iverson fan. And uh, it, it's weird because, like, I've always watched them with the Sixers. But I was like, I just can't be a Sixers fan. You know, it's nothing against the Sixers. It was just like, I can't really be a Sixers fan. So what I ended up doing when he moved to Denver, I was like, sweet. He's closer to, to Phoenix, too. That's uh that's a baby blue color again. They have the baby blue jerseys. So I was like, sweet. And I just became a Denver Nuggets fan. And after he left, I couldn't just leave the team because I'm a loyalist. So once I commit to a team, it's kind of I'm committed. There's no there's no breaking out of that that uh, yep. that engagement anymore. Some entanglement. Some some and, uh, and then so baseball is kind of 
the one where everyone hates me for it. And literally, baseball, the only reason why I like the Yankees is because that's what they played the most on growing up. So mm-hmm. I just became a Yankee fan. And then I found you, out later. You, you there never, was a, yeah, I get you. Like, you kind of, that's, that's what you, that's what came at you first. You followed exactly. up your loyalist. So, I mean, there you are. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, that's kind of how I, I picked my teams. And then uh, the, the Coyotes with hockey was just kind of a, I started playing an NHL game one day because I didn't really know a lot about hockey. And, uh, I'm just like, oh, you're welcome. The Phoenix teams, and uh, next thing you know, it's the the Coyotes. I was like, oh, I like that. That's cool. So I just decided to like them. But it wasn't until recently that I started being very like, you know, because of Kenny. Kenny played a big part in me, uh, me uh, doing the whole hockey thing. I actually learned a lot because of Kenny. You know, so thank you to you, Kenny, on that. Dude, and, uh, so, yeah. Lucio. I don't want to interject, but Lucio is, uh, when he says he's a loyalist, he's a loyalist, like, in, like no question, obviously not trying to get sappy, but he's like one of the best friends you can have. First off. Secondly, when he, when he, uh, commits to something, he fucking sees it through. I remember he was like, we watched our first game together. Um, and, uh, he's like, I don't know a lot about it, dude. Uh, he's like asking me questions every whistle. He's like, what happened here? What did this, what does this mean? What does this mean? And I'm like, dude, just shut the fuck up so I can watch this. But at the same time, I was like, dude, I, I, I love, I well, love. That's, he's invested, you know, so you just didn't expect yeah. to be that invested into it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I mean, I think that's why we have this cast right here, man, because we're all, we're all sports guys. We all have great opinions. We all have great ideas. And I mean, love to share them with everybody else, man. That's awesome to hear, dude. Yeah. It was really cool, and now he's like, now he's one of the most knowledgeable hockey fans that I know, which is crazy. I mean, it didn't take him long, so. And it's not, yeah, it's I, not weird at all because honestly, um, when he said, you know, NHL, um, when I was younger, um, Madden is how I learned about blitz schemes and packages yep. and and safeties and, and 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 audibles and and hot routes and um, I mean, bro, that that's what I learned. That's how I learned. I, I played Madden. You know what I'm saying? And now. Yeah. Now I'm looking at the TV. It's like, bro, look at that wide open zone. The safety's gonna not cover that. How you not gonna cover yeah. the two man? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Watch for the nickel slot, bro. He's gonna blitz. Yeah. I, I, I had no idea what that meant. You know what I'm saying? Before I started playing Madden. So no, yeah, no. It's a. Uh, that's what's awesome about this group of guys right here. I think we all uh tried to learn learn uh sports at our own and i think everybody has has a great opinion on, on what's to come i forgot to mention i'm a huge phoenix rising fan too and that's because of you guys i, I love the rising so i forgot to mention soccer um or football uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna well, stick I, to I, the I, traditional I, phoenix <laughs> rising over here man as long as they're not yeah. playing barcelona obviously <laughs> We'll get, get it, it right. I don't, I don't think that'll happen anytime. <laughs> You'll get it in the car. Don't worry about it. But yeah, yeah, get it because it never happened. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So, yeah, man. Uh, Danny, what you got for us, man? All right, with that, let's let's go ahead and get this, you know, because we, we were talking about the Coyotes. Let's go ahead and get this news out of the way that, Kenny, you had brought to us last week about some new hires for the for the Coyotes. The name was escaping you, but we did know that it was Corey Stillman that was hired as an assistant coach. What can you tell us about Corey Stillman? Yeah, so uh, Corey Stillman, he, he doesn't have a lot of NHL experience as a coach. Um, he was coaching the Sudbury Wolves uh, in the OHL. Uh, Lucy, I'm probably, I, I'm sure you're familiar with the Sudbury Wolves. Um, uh, it's a, 
the OHL is where all our stars come from. And it's, I mean, that's where Connor McDavid came from. That's where, uh, well, I don't want to say Sidney Crosby because he played in the QMJHL. It's a lot. Um, but uh, they're all in the same um, parent league, which is called the Canadian Hockey League. Um, and that's basically the, the equivalent to drafting a football player at a college uh, that's where most players in the NHL get drafted from. So, um, and a lot of, a lot of NHL coaches come from uh, development leagues like that. And they usually take the route that Corey Stillman's taking where they start as an assistant coach or a video coach, a goalie coach, et cetera. Uh, and then they, they end up, you know, climbing the tiers just based off of their performance. So um, I, I want to say, Hey, this is a great hire. I do because I, I traditionally the path is, is a, is a path of least resistance when it comes to hiring a coach. Uh, but it's, 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 it's too early to tell. I mean, he doesn't have a, a giant resume. He, he was a, uh, he was an NHL player. He played for the Carolina hurricanes. He's won a Stanley cup. I think he's won two Stanley cups actually. Um, back to back. What's that? Uh, he, he won his Stanley cups back to back. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's a proven winner. Um, he, he was obviously liked in, uh, in, in every room that he's been in um, most coaches are, are, are typically liked players because they they're very analytical. Uh, they're, they're very smart and they, they know how to, uh, to take control when they need to. So uh, I'm excited for it. I, uh, I, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but anything I think is better than John McClain. Um, and uh, you know what? John McClain was a prolific NHL player. He played for the New Jersey devils and was just amazing. Right. Um, and then he went to NHL network and was hired on as an analyst and then suddenly became a coach for the coyotes. Uh, and, uh, no disrespect to you personally, John, but I'm so fucking happy that you found something else. I'm so psyched for you. Um, but, but, uh, no, it's, uh, I, I think any change is good. I mean, we went from Rick Tockett, uh, uh, surrounded by, um, you know, John McLean and, uh, Oh, fuck, I can't remember our PK coach's name now. Um, but anyway, he we we've completely changed out the assistants. Um, the only the only common denominator here is Rick Tockett. So uh, if we've changed out all our coaches and we continue to change the roster, and and if there's a, a, a missing the playoffs again, uh, there there needs to be a serious long look at Rick Tockett here. Well, I mean, well, let me interject real quick if you don't mind. Um, you know. This year was extremely heartbreaking for Coyotes fans with, uh, with, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Colorado. you know what I'm saying? Um, what, what, you know, we're talking about making changes at the coaching position and, you know, obviously, you know, we always got to make roster changes. Mm -hmm. What changes do you think the changes that have been made now, how far do you think they can take us and what changes do you think we need in the future to improve the Coyotes? I'm going to say not we, I'm going to say you guys. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I, I yeah, just, yeah. I'm honestly a bandwagon hockey fan because I, I don't really follow hockey too much. I used to be a huge New Jersey Devils fan, but I've been in Arizona for 16 years. So I'm kind of, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I'm kind of have real conflicted emotions right now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, but anyway, yeah. Um, so you guys, what do you guys think going forward? You guys need to do, you know, you know, to, uh, to make that push, man. 
Yeah, and it's understandable. And don't worry, Jeremy. Uh, we'll 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 transition you to the to the dark side here soon enough, just like we did, just like we did with everybody else. What's that? I said I said I heard the dark side has cookies, so I'm very I'm very yeah. excited. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. They're they're pot cookies because to be an Arizona fan, you have to be fucking loaded in order to watch a game. So, um, the uh, it's a good question. It's a loaded question too because, uh. <laughs> A controversial topic. I think that. Well, let's uh, start. Let's start with the moves that were made now. What do you think yeah. about? Um, you know, what I'm saying the moves now. Where do you think those moves will take us right now? So I like what we did in the toughness category because Lucio and and Danny will be able to uh, to acknowledge the fact that I thought our team over the last couple of years was soft, just soft as butter. We were getting beat up. We didn't have really any player on our team for the last two years that be, I would say maybe besides Lawson Krause, maybe Lucio, I think, you know, you, you're a big Krause guy. Uh, besides Lawson uh, Krause. Labushkin. Uh, Labushkin, big one. Labushkin can it's throw like, a hit, but he's not like a big time, like enforcer, you know? Yeah. No, so, he's not, he's not a big enforcer. He can get, he can get down and dirty when he wants to, but it's just the thing is he also didn't get a lot of minutes. So we didn't get to see a lot of him on the ice. Um, I mean, Osterley is not that big. He's not that strong either. So he didn't really get a lot of big hits. Everybody knows OEL is not that that physical that way. Um, yeah. So it's just like one of those things that we got the we got the. Uh, it's just uh, it'd be nice to get some power, and I'm excited to see these. Uh, yeah. New people and, and everything. So. Yeah, and we we did re and to Lucia's point, uh, we yeah again. There's a lot of players on our team that have the potential to be tough, but just don't exercise it enough. So I like what we did in the toughness category. We got three motherfuckers to play against, like a real motherfucker to play against, right? And so, badass, uh, real yeah, badass. So we got John Hayden. John Hayden. Um, he's from New Jersey, actually. Well, he came from New Jersey, um, and. Uh, yeah, well, he is. Um, so uh, he pretty much all his role is to, hey, contribute in uh, an assist or a goal every once in a while. But if the going gets tough, we need you to drop the mitts and he and he can drop the gloves. Um, and he's and he's known for that. So um, I, I like that addition. He'll probably be a healthy scratch most of the year. But I like that addition. Um, Johan Larson um, was Brad Richardson's replacement on the fourth line center role. Uh, he's got a nasty edge to him too. He's hard to play against. He's uh, he doesn't take a lot of shit. And uh, Tyler Pitlick, um, he he was known more as a scorer in junior. Um, and when he went to Edmonton, he kind of lived up to that for a little bit. He he showed some flashes flashes of brilliance. Um, and so that's what I like about him too. Uh, he's he's a he's a hard nosed player. He's not afraid to get to the dirty areas. He's not afraid to uh, he's not afraid to get gritty when he has to, but he can also surprise you with some offense. So I really liked that pickup a lot. Um, in regards to how I think we're going to do this year compared to last year, um, I, I don't know if we're gonna if we're going to be significantly better. I don't also want I also don't want to call us worse because the way the playoffs are going to work this year is the top four teams from each division are going to make the playoffs. And in our division, I think the only teams that are ahead of us are Vegas. Um, and this, is a, this is a, this is, this is just for this year. Is this a, this just is COVID this hockey? Year. All right. So this yeah, is COVID, COVID hockey. 
Okay, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so Vegas, Colorado, and who else am I missing here? Uh, it's not Anaheim. It's not LA. It's not San Jose. So we've eliminated California. Who am I missing, guys? Who am I missing? Uh, Sacramento. That was over here. Oh, Dallas. Dallas, right? Dallas. No, oh, Dallas. Yeah, we no. had that. Remember, we talked about it last week too. Remember, Dallas? They want to make the move or whatever. Whoever. Yeah, well, they did actually. So Dallas got moved to the Central, and Minnesota got moved to our division. So it's that happened. Also, it actually happened. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm escaping the last one here. Um, fuck. Uh, but there's. There's three teams that are ahead of us, and I can see us beating the California teams. Okay. So, so that would put us in the fourth spot. Um, so I think that we can make the playoffs this year, uh, given it's a little bit of a different circumstance. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting uh, to see how we perform with a little bit more toughness. I, again, I think this is a big year for Rick Tockett as the head coach. He either has to perform or I think he's out, uh, especially under new management, uh, under Bill Armstrong. I think Bill Armstrong is just going to know, hey, if I, if I want to keep my job, uh, I need to make sure that I make a coaching change because we, uh, we have underperformed each year under Rick Tockett. So um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, as far as predictions, I don't like to make one. Uh, just because I, it's so tough to, uh, I would say that we're probably going to be uh, more competitive, but I don't know if we're going to be as talented. Um, so, and then, so real quick, go ahead. Go ahead. No, mm -hmm. no, go ahead. No, you're good. I, I was just going to wrap my thoughts. So what was it? No, because I, I knew you were going to wrap your thought. I actually had a, 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 a good question too, before you wrapped your thought. I wanted you yeah. to keep going into that real quick. If we could, Danny, we got a little more time. All right, we're going to go ahead and get inside. I have one more question. What moves would you like to be? I mean, nothing crazy, obviously. Like, I don't, you know, we don't want to raise Wayne Gretzky from the dead or anything. But what moves? We do. <laughs> <laughs> that bad, huh? <laughs> no, but um, what, 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 um, what, what, like, re I mean, realistic, reasonable moves dead, would you like He's to see the right? team make? You made it sound like he, he was No, like, he's he was not dead. dead his career is No, but you know what I'm <laughs> All right, all right. You know what I mean. Like, I don't want to raise his career back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't want to revive his career. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no. Like, you don't want to pull out an 80-year-old man from retirement is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, if everybody I, thought, no, I know Wayne Gretzky is alive and well. I, I would talk about his, his career-wise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, know, you want to raise him from the dead like his career. But anyway, like reasonable, right. realistic moves, what would you like to see uh, done in the future? I think this I think season. this season it's probably not going to happen. But this because uh, this season is so, so short, and so I don't think that they're going to they're going to. I know we talked about it on last last episode. I think there's going to be a lot of trades, um, but I don't think that teams are going to leverage their future on this season just because it is a shortened season. So I think in the near future, if I can if I can adjust your question just a little bit, the near future. I think that the Coyotes, in order to be competitive, uh, first off, we have to draft well. And this last draft, obviously, we just flush that down the toilet and hope something comes out of it. Um, we have to draft well, but it's no secret that the Coyotes have been missing a number one center for for uh, essentially since uh, Jeremy Roenick. Um, and that was back when uh, in the early 2000s. So um, we've been missing a number one center for a long time. 
I, I, I'd like to say that it is realistic just because today's NHL world, um, uh, major key players are, are leaving their teams to go join another team for, for a lot of different reasons. So I don't want to say that anybody's untouchable. Um, I would say that it is reasonable, but it's, it's not close by any means uh, that the Coyotes can uh, acquire a number one center, a true number one center, like a 60 to 80 point guy. Uh, that's, that's uh, and, and just to give you a little back, uh, background, uh, Jeremy, a 50 point season is a respectable number. A 60 yeah, no, point I actually season. remember Jeremy Roenick. He was very respectable in the Valley. Uh, like, remember I told you, I, I, I think I showed off a little bit of my hockey knowledge last week. I got a friend, they even played hockey and, um, they honestly taught me a whole new respect for hockey. Like yeah. I will never look at hockey the same way. Like I have so much more respect for hockey and yeah, no, yeah. I remember Jeremy Roenick. Jeremy Roenick is an actual, is a very well-respected name. And yeah. I forgot where he left to, but um, yeah, well, they would suck that we lost. Yeah, he, he left to Philly. Um, oh, I knew and, it. I knew it was yeah. Philly. I wanted to say Philly. I just <laughs> yeah, didn't want to yeah. sound stupid because everybody thinks I think Wayne Gretzky is dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, again, I think you know, it's not unreasonable or it's not unrealistic. It's going to be tough, um, but I think if the Coyotes want to be competitive, I think we have one of the best goalie tandems in the league, if not the best, with Darcy Kemper, Auntie Ranta, and even hey, Aiden Hill, who came though. in and showed that he could fucking back up a team. So uh, back up a goalie, I'm sorry. Um, so I think we have one of the best goalie systems, and we've got some pretty sick prospects in the pipeline, like Ivan Prospetov, uh, just an insane, large, flexible goalie from Russia. Um, he'll be an interesting name to watch, but um, our defense is not bad with all Rick Larson, Jacob Chikrin. I uh, feel like we need to shore it up a little bit, um, you know, just a little bit, a little bit more. We've got some aging veterans on the back end that used to be great players, but now are just like, Hey, we're, we're approaching retirement. Uh, I think our defense is good. I think our offense definitely needs work. I mean, that's no question. The Coyotes have had uh, issues scoring goals and scoring goals gets people into the stands no matter where you're at. So uh, the lack of goal scoring and the arena being where it's at kind of reflects, you know, why our, our attendance numbers are so bad. But uh, you get a you get a prolific goal scorer in there and and people. Yeah, I know. I know it's going to change. I don't want to go back into that. But, yes, it is going to change. Uh, but. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. So, so basically, we just need a, basically, uh, we need a what, superstar. Yeah. So the draft, the draft is where basically where it all comes down to. You don't really see too many moves being made free agency. You see a couple of trades happening, but I mean, yeah. when it all boils down to, it's kind of like I mean, I think I want to believe in like almost every sport. Kind of boils down to the draft, fresh young talent, right? Yep. What do you think, Lucio? Yep. Well, the draft is not the same in the NFL in the NHL compared to other. Other leaves will be dropped their position. I've learned this from Kenny over the years of talking with him. But uh, in the NHL, you draft the best. You don't draft what you need because you drop what you need, you're just going to get yep. fucked. So um, not fucked technically, yep. but it's just not a good choice to go for for position. You go for the best because the best is going to get you there eventually, you know? So Yeah, best player available. Because they either become trade assets or or they become a roster player and then you you move somebody else out. So go ahead, Lucy. I'm sorry. So I mean, for me, uh, drafting is going to be obviously we got you know screwed this year. Um, I don't expect this to go super deep 
to this year into anything. I think we're going to just be an average team this year. We don't have bad players. We don't have, you know, we're not the deepest roster in the league. We do have good chemistry, though. Our players have played together for a while, so we will definitely see some big W's, and we're definitely going to be knocking out some big teams. Um, but as far as knocking on the playoffs, I don't think it's going to be a, a thing this year. Um, but I think this year uh, – I, I, I don't, I think I paid attention a little, I was watching a little bit of the, the people that are coming up from, from Ontario and from the Canadian league and things like that. Um, they got some, there's some pretty good um, talent coming up next year. So hopefully we just get to snag up one of those guys. We definitely need some more defenders, especially on the power side. So we need people that are going to be, you know, aggressive and that are going to get in there. Um, I wouldn't be upset with the, a two-way defender, but I would want someone solid on defense instead of having like an OEL who is more of an attacking offensive player because we already got one of those. We don't need another one. I think we need more of a solid defensive player that's going to hold the line and be able to take people out one-on-one without having to like lose his composure. So that's just me. I think we're on the on the same consensus here that like, like Kenny said, we're reaching for that number four spot, the last playoff spot. True to true to Arizona sports, we're always reaching for that wild card, that like last <laughs> kick into the dance. And uh, you know what? I think that that's a reasonable this that's reasonable for us. That's reasonable for Coyotes to try to get get at. Um, everyone knows what happened to the draft with the draft. We we completely covered that last yeah. year for the draft. My last my last question, and uh, this is for you, Kenny, because you had mentioned that if we don't make the playoffs, that could be it for Rick Tockett. And for me, I think that conversation started towards the end of last season so how much leeway does he have like is it completely wait until the end see if we make the playoffs or what if he starts off you know three and seven two and eight the first 10 games just we're completely game blown out how much is Rick Tuck's job safe um good question because I think this year is again another variable a variable sorry words are hard um Public just school. due to the fact, yeah, public school, we got it. Um, cracking open a cold one with you boys. Um, I think, I think it's tough because again, oh, it's not a full season. You got to give me a full sample size. The divisions aren't the same. It kind of threw off our, you know, all of our plans and all that shit, uh, which I'm tired of excuses. Um, I think, I think he'll get one more full season. Unless let's let's say this, unless we go off on like a ten game losing streak or some shit like that, that's knock on wood. What I mean, like fourteen games. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if if we go on a like a horrific losing streak, or we start off and we're you know uh, we're significantly below five hundred over the first twenty five games, I could I could see. I could see a coaching change be made. And, you know, a, another controversial topic, um, I could see uh, Bill Armstrong saying, hey, I fucking hired my guy, Corey Stillman, um, to put some heat underneath you. He's not proven, but he's not you. You're, you know, right, right now, like you're not working. And this is, again, hypothetical if, if, we're, if we're going on like a losing streak. Um, guy you're not performing you haven't been performing so um you know it's i'm gonna give my guy a shot and if he doesn't work hey he's interim 
I, I could I, I could go out and hire somebody uh, in the offseason. So I think Rick Talk is probably feeling the heat. Uh, I think he's going to try to coach the best he's ever coached this season because he knows that. Um, I think, though, that if we have a an average season or we're a bubble team, uh, Rick Talk is going to finish the finish the year as the Coyotes coach. And depending on how we do in the playoffs or if we make the playoffs, uh, we'll see if he comes back. But um, I would say, you know, just gut reaction again. I don't like making predictions, but I would say if we if we have an underwhelming season this year, he's gone. All right. Good to know. Good to know. And like, you know what? And none of us here want anything bad for Rick. We don't wish him bad. We don't want him to get fired. We just want results because we're tired. Like you said, we're tired of excuses. But that's what we got for the Coyotes. Let's go ahead. I know last week we did not get into the Phoenix Suns, even though we had a lot to talk about. Let's get right into the Phoenix Suns. They just finished off their preseason. Uh, the record will show you that we had a horrible preseason. But as we know, preseason is is garbage. It's, it tells you absolutely nothing. It's to see players on the court. It's to see chemistry. It's to see how they're they're going to start playing with each other and get a look at the your your new players you know your rookies your veterans that you brought in how they mesh with each other because it's a lot different being in the weight room or being in the video room than actually being on the court playing against another team you know not just inner squad scrimmages so jeremy i'm gonna go ahead and start with you talk us through this preseason and what you see through from the phoenix suns so i appreciate that man i'm glad you went and started with me man because i wanted to go ahead and lead it off with yeah, no, I've actually seen a couple of the preseason games with the Suns. And like you said, we don't want to put too much stock into the preseason. But from what I've seen together, the mesh with the new group of we got Jaden Crowder added. We went ahead and added Chris Paul. We got DeAndre Aiden coming into, I believe, his third season. I mean, it's it's make or break, do or die. And Booker just playing the way he is. Mikel Bridges is looking more solidified. We got a good team. I actually believe that a lot of people are projecting us to actually make seven in the, in the Western conference. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they don't even think that we're going to sneak by, you know, they think that we're going to make it in. And from what I've seen in the preseason, it, I mean, it didn't look solid, but we need to get it all together. If we can all put everything together, the way that we played it, the way that everybody's supposed to play. I mean, Chris Paul is a natural born leader. His impact has been felt immediately. The first thing he's done is let Aiden know that he needs to be more aggressive. He doesn't talk to him disrespectful. He gives him a lot of encouragement. He knows that these young – I mean, he instantly came – had that – I mean, I want to say Steve Nash, but you know what I'm saying? That's just so long ago. And right now, these preseasons looking good. I see a lot of good, hopeful things for the Suns. What I would like to see is a lot more – from the young kid, Jalen Smith, that was one of our rookies that we picked up. But one of the undrafted guys, we got Damian Jones. I think that's somebody to look out for. He looks like a solid inside guy. He, I mean, and honestly, he has – he looks like he has the intensity and the hunger that I want Aiden to have. He wants to fucking smash it in your fucking face. He literally wants to dunk in your mouth, and that's all he wants to do, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm liking this kid, Damian Jones. Uh, Jalen Smith, I haven't really seen too much of him. It's kind of hard to watch all the preseason games, but from what I've seen from Jalen Smith, he's a little wet behind the ears, but he looks like he has he, he has some talent. He looks like he can be a solid player. We haven't seen a lot of Jay Crowder. We haven't seen – I mean, we were missing 
uh, Cameron Payne, Cameron, uh, Cam Johnson, and Dario Sarge. So we haven't been able to see the full lineup. We haven't been able to see exactly where, what we're going to get. But from what I've seen, if we can go ahead and just uh, clean it up, man, it looks like we're going to be good. Get all that rust off, it, I guess, is what you know what I'm saying? Because I've seen a couple missed bats. It's just easy, easy things. All they got to do is clean it up, man, you know? And what I like to call that is, uh, is discipline. I call that discipline. I just uh, like uh, you see you see an easy layup, you expect them to make it. You know what I'm saying? Wide open two, you expect them to make it. That's discipline. You know, I, I I expect discipline from the team. If they can go ahead and clean it up and get the discipline in them, I mean, we should be should be fine. Now, one of the what do you guys think that you did mention? We do have a floor general. We have a coach on the floor, which is Chris Paul. Something that, of course, without uh, we haven't had without uh. Steve um, since Steve Nash. Well, you and I talked off air how that kind of buds heads with other superstars, namely James Harden, that he he did not get get a, get along with him because of mm-hmm. his intensity and practices and what he expects from his teammates. Do you see that being an issue at all with not just the young guys? Because the young kids they're used to being coached, they're used to being the guys yep. being talked he was, to. He was excited not too. The guys being, but like say like Devin Booker. I'm so glad that's the first name you brought up. I am so happy that's the first name you brought up. How many times has Booker been to the playoffs? Since he's been in the NBA. Oh, damn. Look, Danny, for the people that don't see it at home, Danny is holding up a giant fat zero. Zero. How many times has Chris Paul been to the playoffs? Oof. You know what I'm saying? I mean, bro, he knows that Chris Paul knows what it takes to win. And I, I, I honestly believe that he's gonna follow this man to his grave. I honestly believe if he, te- I honestly believe if he tells him to jump off a bridge, he's gonna ask him like, freestyle 360 or like, what do you want? You know? <laughs> you want me to? You want me to jump off McHale bridges? Do you want me? To, uh, like, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I honestly think that everybody knows Chris Paul. Chris Paul's name is solidified in the NBA. I mean, in my opinion, he's a future Hall of Famer. There's no question about he's- it. Easy. And we yeah. haven't had someone like we haven't had someone like this since Steve Nash. The yeah. the passing ability, the intelligence. I mean, the 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 on the court general stuff. You know what I'm saying? Where he, I mean, people are not going to be out of place. People are going to be where they need to be. I just feel like it's going to be a lot more crisp, a lot more cleaner because that's what's expected. And if it's not expected. No matter how – so this, these are the two reactions you get from people. It's either somebody's going to listen and it's like, hey, bro, you weren't where you're supposed to be. It's like, oh, man, yeah, my bad. You're right. Yeah. Or it's going to be like, man, hey, or it's going to be like, I'm going to get in my place because if I don't get in my spot, this dude's going to bitch all the time. Either way, he's going to fucking be there. He's going to be where he needs to be. And that's what we want from Chris Paul. I believe Chris Paul is going to not – it's going to enforce that so well. And it's gonna it's gonna mesh very well with Booker. Now the the problem I have is with Aiden, because Aiden I think in his own mind he believes that he's he's very aggressive. I believe that he thinks he has intensity that far that's you know that's that's like top NBA status, and that couldn't be further from the truth. That's the that's the dude that I think that's the dude that I think it's gonna be the problem. And you know I you know I'm not a big Aiden fan. But um, but um, yeah, I think that is. Go ahead, you go. Like in his mind, he's crushing boards. In his mind, he's pushing people around. In his mind, he's a monster. But what we're seeing on the court, what we're seeing on TV is like, dude, 
you're not Shaq. All right. I don't think I don't I maybe that's this is what you were built to when you were when you were a rookie, when you got drafted. This this is the next Shaq. I even fell into that. I remember saying this guy's being compared to him a lot. He is not that strong inside. And that is something that needs to be addressed to I him. Tell you. He said he'll take you, he'll take it one of two ways. He either take it, yes, I do need to bulk up, yes, I do need to be more aggressive, or he's gonna be like, No, I know what I'm doing. And and, and as soon as a player gets that mentality, I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm supposed to, whatever, that's the ceiling for him. Because he himself And I said this off air, like I told you off air. Um, I'm afraid that that he's okay with the production that he's putting out now that he's okay, that he's looking at his numbers. He's looking at the stat sheet. And that was something that, that, you know, I, I saw, I saw a radio show who will be nameless cause they're not paying us. So we're not going to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but they were talking about his, they were talking about his intensity and they were talking about um, what you see on the stat sheet looks fantastic. But what you see on the floor is like, Bro, you can be so much better. Yes, the, and you see that. I, I'm I'm afraid that he's looking at the stat sheet and he thinks that it it what he's putting up is is yeah. good enough. It's good enough, and it's not. It's not. And um, yeah, I would I would love to get somebody else's opinion on this on what you guys think about that because um, yeah, no, I I believe in my sons, and I honestly know I I firmly believe that we're making the playoffs. But uh, what what, what are your guys' thoughts? No, I'm 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 stop you right there, Kenny. Kenny, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right there because I am so sick and tired of national media putting him as a future superstar. He's, he's a, superstar. a potential superstar. He's, he's no superstar. Devin Booker is a superstar. He's a superstar. I agree 100. percent I think yes. Devin Booker has been solidified as a superstar. It's just, I mean, he's not getting enough. He's he's the most underrated superstar. Yes, you know, one of the most underrated superstars All in right. NBA. Continue. All right, Kenny, go on. Accolades. Lucas. 
I was cool with it. Yeah. Well, he only played three games before the suspension, but he was—he started off really well, and you know he did kind of finish off. You know, he started to go, but yeah, yeah. Before we go, do you guys remember? You guys remember who the number two pick was in that draft? Huh? You guys remember who the number? Yeah, Luca. Number two. Did he Trey. go too? Oh no! Wait, wait, no, no! It wasn't it was it was Trey and then Luca and then that's they switched, pick. right? Yeah. So how come the Hawks don't get? Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. So, so you're saying so you're saying Atlanta's more on the hook than what than, than the Suns? Like, everyone is very very quick to compare. Everyone's very quick to compare and uh, to criticize the Suns for not taking them. Someone else took him when they like someone else passed on him too at the number two spot. They could have gotten him for even cheaper. And no, I, I kind of agree with Kenny. Kenny actually worded it very well. Um, I was okay with the number one pick of Aiden because he was the number one consensus pick. But me personally, I wanted Luca. But he's right. If Luca becomes the next generational superstar, like he is becoming. I mean, no one, no one gets hurt. But you know, if Aiden became the next Shaq, you get fired immediately. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, no, that that, that and, makes and perfect like, sense. Just, yeah. just to just to wrap up this draft talk, had he had a monster rookie year, no one would be uh-huh. saying shit. Most people, most people that we should we should have been hit, we should have taken uh, Luca, we should have taken Luca. Most of them came out a year later. Nobody was talking on draft night. Okay, and I kind of, I kind, I kind of. Kind of want to step on that too. It's I think I think it wasn't just Aiden not having a good year. It was Luca having a monster. having the year that he yeah. had, and then and then following it up this year because I mean, it, as I mean, we're always going to compare the numbers, and you compare the numbers right now, and it's just not looking good for Suns fans, you know. And and <laughs> I was one of the guys who wanted Aiden at first. I did my homework on Luca. It was like, dude, we got to get this guy. I do. We got to get this guy. And we ended up getting Aiden. And, you know, like Kenny said, it was like, yeah, I was cool with it. But I, I wanted Luca. But, you know, let's see what you can do. And so far, he's just underperformed, in my opinion. Like I was saying, I'm not a big Suns fan. But uh, I do. I have been paying attention to what's going on. Um, for me, with the Aiden uh, drafting, you know, like we were talking about the draft, I didn't particularly mind the the draft the pick I think it was a good pick I think that they they saw something in a and and I mean and trust me like yeah. we we need those big aggressive uh, big men I'm tired of seeing big men shooting for the three it really bothers me because it's like no one's in the paint guarding no one's in the paint doing anything I, I I'm 
kind of old school that way. I like the big guys in, in the in the in the in the in the in the totally paint agree. and, and paint. you know po- posterizing agree. people, you know, like backing them down and then you know doing like a Andre drumming. Right. So I I, I kind of like that. Uh, I think I do think that he is a little soft. I think it's something he can grow into. Yeah. I don't think it's something that uh that he's necessarily going to struggle with too much, especially now with Chris Paul, you know, bringing Chris Paul now into the mix. Uh, Chris Paul, like yeah. you said, he's he's played with different men, different big men. Uh, so he, he has experience playing, you know, the pick and roll, the being aggressive and things like that. Like you guys said, he, he's going to teach him and show him kind of uh, how to do. I'm actually not too worried about uh, uh, DeAndre uh, Ayton. I think he's going to do, yeah. I think he's going to do fine. I think he had his mistakes and I think he's going to learn from that. And I think he's going to come back. You know, you, he's going to surprise us this season. I think he's going to he's going to get up there. He's going to be a big uh, he's going to be a big rebounding boards guy this year. And I think he's also going to play a big part in like uh, assisting uh, Chris Paul with like you know some of the assist a big a big man with the uh, with the assists uh, from the paint. Yeah, basically. I honestly yeah. Uh, you, uh, Jeremy, I'm sure you'll help, help me out with this. Does he have one more year after this, or is this his contract year, DeAndre? No, this is it. This, this is, is it. This oh, is sorry. it. So he's got. Uh, he might. He might. He might have had another year if he didn't get that 25 game suspension last year. But I'm not gonna lie. I think that turned a lot of people off. That turned, especially the fact that dude. I I, I know I said three games, and I could be wrong. I I. I Maybe it was like five games. Maybe it was eight games. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen who are listening. I don't really remember. I I want to go eight max, but we were off to a great start. We were off to a great start. I remember. I know we started like three and zero. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were well, off I mean, to a great start out. last season. Game number two is when he went out. Huh? Like he went out. Game number game two. Number two? Yeah. Like yeah, he, game- he played game one and then out like. Yeah, see, see, and it's just like, I, I know that turned a lot of people off, man. And we can't have that. You know what I'm saying? We can't have that type of stuff, man. My question was like his actual contract. Is it up this year? Oh, no, no. He gets the option. You get the fourth year option. Okay. So, but is that a team option or is that a player option? I believe that's a team option. Team um, options, not I'm not 100% sure. I'm, I'm you know, I'll, I'll recheck that, but I believe I believe yeah. there's a play uh, that's a team option. Okay, so so that that's what I wanted to clarify is that uh this this year is it that he needs to prove to the Suns to keep him on another year? I I would I would think so. I, I that's exactly what okay, I would so, think. So, he, so we can consider this have- a contract year for DeAndre Ayton. I would. All right. I would. So that, uh, unless, unless, and, and this is, and, and see, and this is the thing about things like that. Unless he has a breakout year next year, like let's be honest, and and I'm gonna shift real quick, but I'm gonna come right back to that. Yeah, let's look at Hassan Reddick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yes. they they yes. turned, they turned, they 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 turned it. Like, I mean, it would it would he had his chance to prove it. He has not proved it. They declined the option. And then all of a sudden he decided to ball out. And now you guys have no choice but to re-sign him or, or franchise tag him. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, that the Aiden could probably do the same thing in, in the very last year of the season, you know. But I don't know. I just – I don't see anyone learning how to be tough. You, 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 you've either been punched in the face and you know how to take it or you haven't.
All right, back here with Sticks and Cakes and this whole roundtable cross-country discussion that we got going on right here. Fellas, let's go ahead and move on to the good old pigskin NFL. We got Saturday football today, boys. We got football. And you know what? Let's just give the floor yeah. to the guys here. Uh, Lucio, your team is playing today at time of recording. It is Saturday. You guys got the night game against the – what do you got? The Packers. Holy shit. Gotta be Packers. A All right. So Lucio, how do you see your team going? <laughs> uh no, well, uh, I'm pessimistic. Uh we're playing Green Bay. Green Bay has always been a good team. They've always had uh good players. I mean, you got Rodgers and things like that. Um but my thing is too, I'm pessimistic because uh Teddy Bridgewater is underperformed. I mean, you guys like you guys see something different than I do, but it's not we just know me. You uh recently recently um there was a post on uh from the i forgot the charlotte charlotte times or something in 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 carolina talking about how teddy bridgewater we could have gotten more out we could have gotten cam Newton for less and potentially had better results and they have also talked about how we paid way too much from 21 to 21 million a year for three-year contract it's fucking ridiculous it's a fucking surge so um, I'm glad that finally people are, 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 are you know, Charlotte has seen what I've been seeing since the beginning. Uh, I've never liked Teddy Bridgewater. He only got the job because he knows the offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, and that's it. If it wasn't because Joe Brady was on this team, we might have had a completely different quarterback. We might have never even lost Cam Newton uh, in, in, that, in that respect, you know. So I'm very upset with uh, basically – how he's performing. That makes I sense. Think he's going to get us anywhere. I've actually said that if we start PJ Walker, we might have a better chance because PJ Walker is a little bit more explosive. He's a little bit bigger risk taker. And I, I mean, at this time, at this time of the year with what position we are, why not? Why not throw some bombs up there? Why not throw a risky pass? You know, you never know what might happen. Plus we're also yeah. getting a lot of our players back. DJ Moore's coming back. Um, Christian McCaffrey isn't coming back. I actually would prefer for him not to come back until the end, until next year. I mean, he's just he's he's. Yeah. We need to save him. That's your money, guy. We need to protect him. That's your money, guy. Yeah, we need to protect yeah. him. Um, we didn't pay that much money for one of the one of the best or considerably the best uh, running back in the game, and I don't want to hurt get him hurt, and I don't want to lose him because he got hurt. You know, so I'm I, I I'm kind of okay with him being out for the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm pessimistic hey, so, um, about the. So let me ask you real quick. Um, with, with the way, I mean, obviously, um, Cam Newton was your last quarterback. And, yeah. um, you know, he's obviously in, in an NFL jersey, a different one. The way he's performed this season and the record that they have, do you feel like it would be your record would be different and he would be playing better? If he was back, if he, if he was still in the Panthers jersey. I'll tell you what, look. So there's a couple things with that. The major- Teddy Bridgewater has like, what, like four or five touchdown passes. He has like seven rushing touchdowns, meaning that, yes, Cam Newton would have performed well under Joe Brady in his scheme that he has. The other thing is, too, Cam Newton is playing in New England half the team or a bunch, like I think like 12 players opted out before the season started and then he yep, lost totally. and then he lost like three play, three offensive players 
throughout the season. Julian Edelman's still not back. He has no other. He's throwing the bird. Only reason why he's throwing the bird is because he played with Bird in Carolina. So he has chemistry with him already. So, I mean, there's that. I honestly believe if we had Cam for cheaper than we would have been paying fucking Teddy Bridgewater, we would have gotten more out of Cam. If we would have gave Cam the same contingency, uh, the same contingency like contract that New England gave him, because let's be honest, yes, I understand where the criticism comes from that Cam hasn't performed in the last two, three years. But the problem is, is that you guys are taking away from what he did the first five to six years of his career, especially when he played uh, in the 2015. And I think people just like, oh, well, he's hurt all the time. He's hurt. He was only hurt for the last four seasons of his career in, in, in Carolina. That doesn't mean anything. Fucking Teddy Bridgewater was out for like three fucking seasons and he played backup for like all these fucking people and never actually came up and did anything. Yet he's a starting quarterback now. My fucking ass he is. He fucking sucks. And that's why I don't think that's why I'm pessimistic. We play PJ Walker. We might actually have a chance of winning. The game. That's my opinion. And I think that, that was honestly, the longest road to get just to say that your team is going to lose. Like, that's literally yeah. that was the question. Is that, <laughs> is that a bad thing? I mean, that was I mean, just that was the only question you had already. You were just putting out your anti Teddy Bridgewater rhetoric every single week. All I, all I wanted to know was how you, you thought your team was going to do. That's it. You could have believed in them. You could have said, hey, man, we're going to go out. We're going to give it our best shot. Uh, you know, you could have said, hey, I'm going to be wearing my, my jersey no matter what. You could have said anything. Hey, you know, I know, you know what? They're, they're going to play. They're going to they're gonna get their game in. Um, I'm going to start with uh, this guy down here to the left. Will you guys, as an Arizona Cardinal fan, think you can do against these guys right here? And what do you think is it going to take to walk away with the W tomorrow, guys? What do you think is going to take, Danny, Kenny, what do you guys think is going to take to go ahead and uh, beat my Philadelphia Eagles tomorrow in your home? All right? Wait, wait. Are, that, you guys home, right? I think it's here, right? Yeah, no, it's here. Yeah, no, it's here. What do you guys think is going to happen, man? Let me know. All right, Kenny, you want to go first on this? I'm not sure if he meant that uh, that I'm the guy to the left because I can't see where he's going at. Uh, he said the the guy in the bottom left, but yeah, we'll go with me. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, all right, cool. Uh, first and foremost, I kind of want to touch on uh, Lucio's opinion. I'll jump right into yours, uh, Lucio. I think that's why I fuck with Lucio so much hey, is because that he's a realist, and uh, even though he doesn't like Teddy Bridgewater and we all think he's okay. Uh, Lucio has got his opinion. He's sticking to it. And um, Teddy Bridgewater is not in the same class as a, as a normal QB one. I think he's done all right, but uh, Hey, Lucio, more props to you for sticking to your guns. Um, also real quick, I need you guys to beat the fuck out of the Packers tonight. Um, and I don't need your receivers to touch any ball. Um, my so I just to give you guys a little background. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I I'm just praying. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, 
I'm praying for a three nothing win by the by the Five Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I need that so bad because uh, the guy I'm playing in fantasy. So I'm I'm in the final four, uh, you know, and so of a twelve of a twelve team league, and uh, I'm playing a guy who has Aaron Rodgers at QB. He has Dalvin Cook at at uh, running back. He's got. uh, Damn, he's got uh, what is his name? Anderson from pa- the Panthers. That's why I don't need you guys to uh, fucking catch any balls tonight. But yeah, yeah, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, he's got Robbie Anderson. He's got he's got a stacked lineup. Um, so I I I need I need you Bobby guys to just Anderson. humble the Packers, and I'm hoping that the Packers like know that they're uh, that they're playoff bound and that they take it a little bit easy tonight. But uh, yeah, that's just give you nice a look inside God. my fantasy. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to doubt Aaron Rodgers right now. Do you hear me? And Aaron Rodgers and Dalvin Cook, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're scary fucking performers. You know what? Though, uh, Kenny, so yeah, I'm. You know what though? Yeah. I kind of want them. I, I kinda, So you remember my prediction at the beginning of the year before the season started? What I thought we were gonna go? It was four and twelve. We're literally almost there, bud. We can't be winning any more games right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Lucio no, does not want to be wrong. Um, I, but no, uh, I, I mean, shit. I mean, I want, I want, I want to beat the Packers too. But fuck, dude. So like, you're asking for a big ass without our receivers, and he's like, I need you to score without scoring with your receivers. Yeah, hey, I need your defense yeah. to pick off Rodgers like six times tonight. All right, I that got would, you. Be... I'll, I'll get Jeremy Chin on it. Yeah, I'll get Jeremy Chin on it. That... Get some fumbles in there too. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. I, I also have the Panthers defense, so. Oh, perfect! This, this works out amazing. So, yeah, Lucio. All those picks, be great. Yeah, Lucio, give him give him a ring and tell him what's up. Um, the Cardinals. This is Arizona. Big game against my Eagles. What do you guys? What do you guys think? You guys need to do to go ahead and get that get that done. Homer Homerism aside, Jeremy, and I'm not talking shit. I really I really fuck with Jeremy here. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to win this game, and the reason why. I think is because um, Kyler Murray always he like we talked about last time he has a little bit of an ego and so when he knows that he's going against a Sooners quarterback and his replacement quote unquote at in Oklahoma he's going to want to perform first off uh, secondly the Cardinals have a lot on the line this year the Eagles have just recently won a Super Bowl the Cardinals haven't come close since 2009. So the Cardinals know and Cliff Kingsbury knows and the entire team knows that there's a huge spotlight on them uh, because due to the fact that, A, we have DeAndre Hopkins, we acquired a big piece in the offseason, and B, uh, we are finally a respectable team. We're, 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 pick, you know, we're picking up big wins against the interdivision rivals, uh, which is the only reason why we're in the playoff picture right now. Um, and so I think that just due to the fact that the stakes that are on the line, our quarterback, who knows that he's going against his replacement. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say this about Jalen Hurts because I like Jalen Hurts, but uh, he is he is a, a rookie just like Kyler was. And, and Kyler was exposed a lot as a rookie. He, he you know, he was sacked more than any other quarterback uh, there. He's this is a learning curve for him. I mean, he, he just stepped in as QB one uh, just you know, a couple of weeks ago, if not a week ago. So last week, 
Yeah, uh, last two week. Weeks ago, two weeks ago, he stepped in. I believe it was the third quarter. Went ahead and brought us back. Uh, he got a touchdown, rushing touchdown, but it just wasn't enough. No, yeah. he got a touchdown. Gene Rieger got a punt return. It just wasn't enough to go ahead and get the game done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I go ahead. And I and I I don't doubt Jalen Hurts. Um, one thing that I think that the Eagles have in hand is that Jalen Hurts is a unproven quarterback so a lot of defenses don't know how to work him and that's what made Kyler Murray successful in his first season is that they didn't realize how quick and agile Kyler Murray was and so he was hard to cover um it what cost him was his own mistakes is just rushing and holding on to the football too long or intentional groundings anything like that uh all shit that's coached and, and can be coached out of them. And, and Kyler Murray is proof of that because, I mean, he I, – I, I don't want to say that he's one of the top, but he, he's been significant, uh, sacked significantly less than he was last season. Um, and, and that, again, that's just coaching. He just had to learn, hey, I got I to gotta let go of the ball and I got to make sure that I'm not tossing it to the ground instead of to an open receiver area. So um, the one thing that, that Philly does have, I mean, they have a strong defense. That's, that's no question. Philly's got a strong defense, but Darius Slay, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong, may not play he's this out. game. Yeah. He, he may not he's play out. this game, which is a he travel. He's out. Yeah. Oh, so he's out. Okay. So that's a huge piece from Philly. Out. So that's the thing that I like for the Cardinals. Um, you know, I don't, I don't wish anybody injury and I don't, I hate to see any player sit out. Uh, but I do like the matchup. I don't like that he's out. Again, I, I do like the matchup um, just due to the fact that Darius Slay is not in. So uh, all in all, I think that there's more on the line for the Cardinals here than there is for Philly. I think Philly fans are just kind of understanding that, hey, our, our, our QB1 went down. And we have to accept the fact that we have the uh, most expensive backup quarterback in the league right now, at, at least right now. You never know. Carson Wentz could have a comeback season. Um, I don't think he's going to play for the Eagles as a QB one again. I think that they're probably going to trade him, but that's a conversation for a, uh, a different day. No, uh, we're going to have that right now. Okay. We're going to have that conversation right now. We got down, bro. Well, let me, be, be, before, before, let me, before, let me just finish my prediction and then we'll get into that. I promise. Um, at, at the end of the day, um, and, and Danny, I want you to touch on it. We can get on the Carson Wentz situation. Uh, I, I think that the Cardinals have to win this game or season over. All right. Go ahead, Dan. All right, so for me, I also made – and I made two predictions, one at the beginning of the season and one a couple weeks ago. Yep, I my remember that. One, my first one was that the Cardinals were going to go 10-6. and six. That was my first prediction of the season that, that I believed that much in the Cardinals that they wouldn't have that good of a season going in. Kyler Murray was going to do a lot better. The offensive line was going to protect him a lot more, and people were going to step up, especially after we got D-Hop. I more than solidified that, yes, we are going 10-6 and six at least. So, number one, that was the first prediction that I made. A couple weeks ago, I said that in order for us to finish the season strong and make these playoffs and do what we think that we needed to do. Don't we forget that guy that you got in the, in the draft that you were super happy about. Let me mute this motherfucker out of here. <laughs> Josh, I, said, don't, I said, don't forget the guy that you were super happy about getting in the draft and you thought he was God. Where's he at? I haven't seen he, him. He, he's learning, you fucker. Josh yeah. Jones is learning. First of all, he's learning. Oh, so he ain't doing he's shit. Okay. All right. His name is Josh Rosen. His name is not Josh Jones. It's Josh Rosen. No, no, no. no. I know. No, it's Josh Jones. Josh Jones. He's an offensive lineman. 
Yeah. Was- we we drafted oh. him in the third oh. round. He was a first round talent. Lucio had to interject with his bullshit. Oh, but yeah, that- um, my bad, Lucio. <laughs> who the fuck is that? Hey, obviously the motherfucker ain't shit. If I ain't heard of the motherfucker before, I was like, who the fuck is that? I, I, no, I don't he, know who he, that he, is, bro. Me. Jeremy, you should have oh. seen Danny. You oh my god! Seen Danny in the draft when they got him. He was like, "Yeah, we just got." And it was like, like he was talking about this guy, like if he oh was my god. god. No, 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 like no, no. Eggs. I was that did so not happen. I, yes, it did. We were yes, all happy. That did not happen. We were happy because we got a we got a first round talent in the in the third round. Yeah. Just because he hasn't played. This season does not mean that he is a he's not a first round talent. They're they're being smart with them. They're cooking him. That's what happens. It can happen in any league, and it's a smart play. So don't don't all even right, go there, Lucio. Right, 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 you're acting right. like he you acting like he's played every game and he's given up a sack every game. He's never he he doesn't play. We don't know what he has. <laughs> All right, I just want to. Danny, go ahead. Sorry, Danny, I just wanted ahead. to well, remind Danny, you, Danny. Go ahead. You, you go ahead. Finish your thought. All right, so for Jesus Christ, I fucking hate Lucio. <laughs> All right, so we, I know. we All right. that and so my second prediction was that to end the season we needed to go four and one, and I said we we are probably going to drop one of the games to the Rams. I thought it was going to be the last game of the season. It turned out to be that game that we were playing uh, uh, sooner. So. That was the one loss that we had. We need to win out the, the rest of the season, and we had the tools to do it with. So we took care of the Giants. We had to. There, there was just no way about it. Had we lost the Giants, this season would definitely be over because the Giants are a team that the Cardinals have to beat every single time, no matter what. Now coming into and this. We called that last last week. Yes, sir. Now coming into this Eagle ga- Eagles game right here, you're coming off of Hassan Reddick's game of his career, and you know he's been talking that shit in practice. You know he's been out here like, yes, five sacks. I just broke the Cardinals record. I'm feeling so good about myself right now. And we touched on it. The team was ready to give up on him. They were like, yes, this guy's not going to be where we need him to be. But no, he came out and have the breakout game of his career. So, yes, he is feeling good, and he's got the defense feeling good. Like, we got this thing going forward. Everybody could do what I just did right now, and he's like – it's like the nucleus going in. Like, if he could do it, everybody could go ahead and step up. Don't think the offense isn't seeing that. The The offense is seeing the defense looking good. They're in practice going against each other. They're feeling good about each other right now, and Kyle Murray knows that it is time to step up. This is going up against the Eagles. He's got, like you said – his replacement from Oklahoma playing and having a fantastic game. The the fucking Saints are not a pushover. Most people had the Eagles losing this game against the Saints. I don't know anybody. Who put, I don't know anyone who would have put money on this game in favor of the Eagles. Oh, no, you did not. You you refused to say that they were going to go in. You said, no, hold on, I would you never, did. and I, I told you this. I, I, I think I told you. I said, a loyal fan never bets against his team. Yes, sir. But, but, but a would, smart fan knows better. Yeah, but but I'm saying that that's my point. Though, although you didn't bet against them, you weren't ready to throw money down for them. And Jalen Hurts comes out and has a monster game. And they took care of business against the Saints, who are definitely going to the playoffs. 
and have pretty much everything going their way. So, no, we are not going up against the pushover team this week. We are not going up against the Giants, which I came in with full confidence saying that we need to mop the floor with the Giants in order to keep going. This is going to be a battle. Two very young, very strong quarterbacks that are movable, that, that, that they're mobile. They can, they can juke tackles. The one thing I will say, Jalen Hurts can break a tackle. Kyler Murray can only juke them. He cannot break a tackle to save his life. So we'll see how the run game goes, but that is the like I said last week, Kyler Murray threatening with his run game is gonna make the difference in this game as well. Make the defense think twice about where they're gonna go. And then we're gonna go. I think we're gonna have a shootout. I think we're gonna have a shoot. We're gonna have a very, very fun game. We're gonna have both teams scoring above 30 points. If you guys are betting people, bet the over. Definitely, no matter what the score, bet the over. Man, I appreciate that, man. I, I love that. I love that enthusiasm because I actually think the same thing, man. Um, I don't really know if it was it was the it was the coaching or the quarterback. I don't know if they were calling long deep bombs, but Carson Wentz wasn't throwing them. Jalen Hurts was throwing the bomb, man. And honestly, I like I was talking to you earlier, man. I want to see the bomb at least eight, nine times a game, man. You know, if you got the guys for him, if you got the speed for it, I want to see yeah, it. Yeah. Now, what I am worried about is not having Darius Slay. I mean, I, I, honestly, if you're an Eagles fan, you pay attention. We suck in, in DBs. We, we we have terrible corners. Rodney McLeod, our safety, done for the season. That's our starting mm-hmm. safety. He's gone. We're going to have to bring in our guy. Um, we're going to have to go ahead and bring in our guy, um, Kayvon Wallace, our rookie. Let's go ahead and – I was very happy with that pick. We're going to go ahead and see what he has to do. What I'm scared about is yeah. – uh, um, yeah, your your uh your wide receivers, man. You have D Hop, Fitz, and Kurt. That speed is is gonna be something tough for us to handle. Now, one thing I'm not worried about is your run game. I believe the Eagles have one of the best front sevens, in my personal opinion. Hmm. We have Brandon Graham. If you don't know who Fletcher Cox is, you're gonna learn tomorrow. Javon Hargrove, Malik Jackson. I mean, but we we have we have a good front seven. Our linebackers aren't really too good, but that front line is something amazing and unstoppable. So I'm really happy about that. Not really worried about Kenny Drake. I hope you guys don't expect too much from him next uh, this week. It's not going to happen. Also, our run game last week went ahead and destroyed it. Miles Sanders. If you guys don't know that name, you should. Penn State back. Um, he actually backed up this one guy. Uh, oh, God, I can't forget his name. Oh, yeah, Saquon Barkley. That was his number one. Miles Sanders was number two. I'm pretty sure they talked and, and, and shared secrets and stories and opinions on things. Miles Sanders is a man. He went ahead on handling his business. He can catch out the backfield. He can break tackles, and he has speed, something you guys should really worry about. Not really worried too much about my wide receiver game, um, Alshon Jeffrey's back. It was actually good to see because I honestly didn't think that he was going to put on the uniform this season, but I would like to see the deep ball. I would like to see um, us go up and try to get one, even though I really don't expect much. I think you guys are going to have to like look out for the short game and a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, scrambling of my quarterback. Like you said, my quarterback can break a tackle. So he's going to go ahead and, uh, he's not going to do the Kyler Murray thing. I, I respect Kyler Murray. But he's afraid to get hit. You know what I'm saying? He slides. Jalen Hurts, he, he tries to power through for that first down. So those are two differences right there. But 
Maybe it's just because Jalen Hurts hasn't had his welcome to the NFL moment. He hasn't got. Maybe that's just like we talked about off air a couple days ago. Hey, he hasn't got hit by that Seattle tackle. Like the Seattle Seattle Seahawks are the best tacklers in the NFL. Yeah, so. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what, what I I think it's gonna be a tough game for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, what what I really want to see out of, out of out of my game is I really want to see you hear try to establish the run game. Yeah. And then go ahead and go for the throw. Go ahead, Lucio. Jalen Hurts should be should be careful. Um, and the reason why, uh, Cam Newton used to do that. He used to tuck, he used to tuck in and go back first, like shoulder first and everything, and he would still get some big hits right before he'd go down. Um, if you've if you've seen kind of now, like he does kind of try to do a slide. He's not the best slider. He's he's kind of bad at it. Uh, so I don't take anything away from Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray slides, but goddamn, that shit look nice. That motherfucker played baseball. Shit looks fucking nice on the fucking grass. I'm shit. not gonna lie. What I really like about about all our guys is um, I noticed a lot of the new quarterbacks they do that stick the ball out. Yeah, like a couple yards out, and then kind of run for the run for the sideline. Yep, dude, I'm honestly, I that's that's all Cam Newton right there. That's all mm-hmm. Cam. You know what I'm saying? Like Cam Newton would stick the ball out, and he, his arms were so long, he would get like an extra yard or two, and you know what I'm saying? He would just straight run to the sideline so he doesn't get hit. I see a lot of quarterbacks doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like I honestly, that that's a great move. I love that. Well, and and the thing is too, I mean, like like I said, like he just needs to be careful though because. Uh, uh, that's why Cam Newton, like, towards like, – he started getting shoulder issues was because he was getting hit so much on the shoulders from diving that way. So, uh, yeah. hopefully, Jalen Hurts learns how to slide because if he doesn't, he might be picking up problems later on in the future. Hopefully, he doesn't. Hopefully, they, they teach him the ladder. So, but, uh, yeah, continue, guys, with your, with your stuff. I mean, I have no, my opinion. No, 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 that's it. I, I, I think – I mean, I, I honestly agree with uh, Danny 100%. I, I, I mean, I <laughs> – I hope it's a barn burner. I, I really hope it is, because I mean, as much as much as as I love, you know, I want to be I want to be a cool guy about the about the Cardinals. I know you guys definitely have better DBs than me at the moment, but um, yeah, no, I th- I think your defensive backs kind of suck too. You know what I'm saying? Like Patrick Peterson what isn't what he's though. supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think I, I would love to see a lot of deep balls. I think I think you guys are gonna get some. I think Christian Kirk is definitely gonna have a hundred yards yeah. tomorrow for sure. What I'm gonna you know say though, like. Uh, about this game is that the the one thing that the Cardinals need to win this game is if they play the defense the way they played against the Saints, they're gonna do really good. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do they're gonna be able to shut down a lot of uh, what the Eagles have coming. Um, I mean Jalen Hurts is gonna be is gonna do great if he can Wait, find the open receiver, but if they shut him down. And not the Saints. I'm sorry. The Giants. The Giants. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. The Giants. Okay. Oh, I know okay. I last said the week. Saints. Yeah, last no. week. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. If um, that, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, a lot of pressure on my quarterback. I'm, I mean, Taysom, Taysom Hill isn't a proven quarterback. But neither is mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And, I mean, Taysom Hill is known a little like, bit more take of a The Taysom Hill thing, the Saints are still the Saints. So, exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, the Saints are still the Saints, and we were able to uh, not put up one 100-yard rusher, but two. And yeah. that hasn't oh, been yes. against the Saints. I saw that, yeah, that, that first time in Alpha. I, I think it was like 50 games or yeah, something like it was, that. It was a, that was a crazy stat that that had happened, and I just can't believe that that stat was a uh, was possible, man. 50 games, no 100-yard rushers, then you went ahead. No, I think it was no 100-yard running back. 
Oh no, no, yeah, no hundred yard rushers, and then you end up getting two in the two same game. And one of them, and, I mean, quarterback. Yeah, you're getting a, you're, you're you're like facing a team who's like off their like fourth or fifth loss, man. I mean, now, I mean, that, the one thing is what I was telling, and and well, I mean, real quick, I want to I wanted to touch on the Wentz situation. I don't want to get too deep into it because this isn't a Philadelphia radio station, but Wentz is our is our uh, investment. We invested a lot of money into Wentz. Let's be honest about it. The Eagles aren't looking good. I don't know if you pay attention. We lost. Uh, we're decimated in the front line. We're decimated at wide receiver. I mean, we're just missing a lot. I mean, Wentz hasn't really had a lot of help. A lot of people want to believe in him and believe that he has another year. I think he does. I think he just needs to go ahead and get his mentality, his mind right. I think it's all a mental game for him. And, uh, yeah, no, we're not. Wentz will be an eagle next year, 100%, not getting traded at all. He will be an eagle next year. We're going to work with him. One of the best things me and my buddy talked about is um, we got to get younger. We got to get younger, man. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, I think they're getting close in their 30, if not already 30s, 32, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you watch these guys for six years, seven years, and you know, these guys are getting in. You realize, like, damn, dude, he's 33. Yeah, you know, grab somebody else. And you forget, you know, after, you know, after a certain amount of time, you can't do it forever, man. So, yeah, you know, you kind of just riding off that high. But no, yeah, Carson Wentz will be Eagle next year. And I believe what we need to do against you guys tomorrow, I think the run game is going to put some pressure on you guys, man. I hope you're ready for that. All right. Just my 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 last comment on on the on that is that I think that Hertz is the future of the Eagles, and Wentz may or may not be an Eagle next year, depending on how much the phone rings, because there are very there are a lot of teams out there that need a starting quarterback, and Wentz is not worse than a lot of the starting quarterbacks out there. So there's there's gonna be a market Go for Wentz, and all it takes like let's wait, let's wait for this phone to ring. Let's see what people are willing to offer for Wentz, wow. and see who's willing to take him, and see if they can make him a franchise quarterback. But seeing as how Hurts is going on, like I said, he's had one full start in his career, I think. Yep. And now seeing how he finished, it was a W. How he finishes this. Yeah, how he finishes this year, like, you know what? Maybe this is our guy, and let's see what we can get for Wentz. And that's exactly what – that was exactly was my main point about um, – I didn't – I mean, I didn't know we were going to draft Jalen Hurts, but with the season, I love what um what Lucio said earlier about P.J. Walker. Why not take a chance, bro? With the position you're in – You know what I'm saying? With the position – and, and you want to know why? Because I thought about it for a second. It's because we still have a chance to make the playoffs <laughs> with the dumpster fire the that the NFC East is. Tomorrow, <laughs> Daniel Jones is out and Colt McCoy is playing. Alex Smith is out and Kyle Allen is playing. I mean, bro, we we literally still have a chance. Like, if, we, you gotta, if they you lose stop. tomorrow that we win, I mean, we have a chance to take the NFC East <laughs> first place again. <laughs> Well, and I and I want to touch, I want to touch on the Wentz situation because I think that Jeremy, Jeremy brought up a great point, but it's a point that I'm going to argue because of his point. Best All right, so he he was he was bringing up some of the players that he has, uh, like Cox, and you know, in their 30s, they don't have that much longer to go. You know what I mean? So if 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 we're talking about all right, 
we're going to, we made an investment on Wentz, right? And we want to, we want to see that through, but right now they're shitting their pants a little bit. And that's the reason why they drafted Jalen Hurts. That's the reason why they drafted Jalen Hurts. You don't draft a quarterback unless you're uh, a couple years after you've had a quarterback that you thought was your, your franchise QB. Uh, Unless there's some underlying issues, which is the Cardinals fans know exactly what I'm talking about. You, you draft Josh Rosen and all of a sudden he looks like hot garbage. And then obviously under a coach that did not perform as well. And then all of a sudden you get this chance at Kyler Murray. You're like, well, I don't want to miss out on him. I could take Nick Bosa who would like significantly increase our defense, but I, but I don't want to miss out on a uh, potential QB if Josh Rosen does not miss out. And l- luckily, so far, that gamble has worked out for the Cardinals. But, I mean, Josh that, Rosen's on the uh, – I mean, we didn't end up with the first-round pick, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you know, no. They, I, they, the first overall is a different story. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Yeah, I agree like, with like, you. You know that. what I'm saying? Like, Josh Rosen had his chance to perform and, and extremely underperformed. And – um. I kind of, I kind of, I, I kind of actually see and kind of agree with, you, with what you're saying. I think, um, I think with the way that Wentz was playing, yeah, it kind of, you know, it kind of brought some hidden behind the door issues, and that's kind of why, you know, Jalen Hurts is wearing the Eagles jersey yeah. today. Right, and I agree. And so, what you were saying, what you're, you know, what I hate about Josh Real Rosen. Quick, hold on, hold that thought on Josh Rosen. Oh. Uh, okay, go ahead. You were saying that some of your prime, your your key players are are approaching the I'm, over the hill status. Yeah, I'm not saying like I over am. the hill. No, over the hill. I'm, they're getting they're, they're, closer they're, to that that the um the the possible over the hill age, and they're getting close to that. Yeah, NFL stands yeah, for not exactly. for long. Exactly. Yeah. So what what I'm getting at is why would you not entertain offers for Carson Wentz when you have a another potential QB one, and you have just recently won a Super Bowl. Why would you not entertain offers for Carson Wentz when you could significantly improve your roster by trading somebody while you already have somebody as a replacement in line that has looked because good. Because he's only won one game. And he's only won one game. That's right. And, yeah, and but the Cardinals, there's no tape the Card- on him. The Cardinals no gave up on, on him. Exactly. I think that's one of the Cardinals' biggest biggest challenges this next game is there's yeah. no tape on Jalen Hurts, so we don't know what to expect from him. But they obviously they obviously like him enough to put Wentz on the bench, even though Wentz is healthy. So they like him enough to put Wentz yeah. on the bench right now to the point where they could be like, you know what, this is the guy we're going to ride it out with. Why not get a, a first-round pick and a, and, a, and a player? Why not get two first-round picks, depending on how desperate the market is, uh, and, and it significantly improve our defense? So that's why I think that Wentz could be out because, again, he's expensive. That, that money could be spent elsewhere, and they have somebody that they trust enough to put Wentz on the bench right now to, to move forward and potentially improve the other deficiencies on their team 
And so I think that, again, I, I, I like Carson Wentz. I, I feel really bad for him. I think he's a salt-of-the-earth guy, and he's a, he's a good person. And injuries is, is, is what fucked him over, and that sucks. I hate seeing that. I hate seeing injuries ruin a potential superstar's Correct. career. I agree. I agree. Um, but I think that, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Like, Wentz has not been the same since his injury rose. And so – when you draft someone like Jalen Hurts and you spend that high draft pick on Jalen Hurts a couple of years after you drafted Carson Wentz, that means that there's an internal struggle with, hey, is Wentz going to be our QB1 forever? And once they drafted Jalen Hurts, I think that that's when Eagles management knew Wentz is not going to be QB1 forever yes, sir. because you know, of, how, of, of how quickly they drafted him. Go ahead. Just to wrap up this whole NFL talk, because uh, we are getting close to wrapping up here, guys. One, the, the last point that is in favor of the Cardinals for this weekend's game is that uh, just breaking right now, Zane Gonzalez has officially been put on IR, most likely out for the season. I'm not going to lie. Zane Gonzalez was the best Eagles player this week, man. That's very, that's very <laughs> disappointing to hear, man. That was the best Eagle we had. On the board, man. That's that's extremely disappointing. Uh, hey, to hey, hear, man. Breaking, breaking news: Zane Gonzalez has joined the Eagles practice squad. That's what it is. Oh man! Oh man! You know what? All right, guys. I, I you know, just gonna be a good game. All right. Well, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Let me just say this. Let me just say this, and we'll and I'll finish. We can we can wrap up with the with the NFL. But fucking hate Josh Rosen. And there's something that was really funny about Josh Rosen that I just still can't get over the fact that he he did this. Um, oh, I remember in this his interview. <laughs> after I he got this. drafted, he goes off and he fucking says the most douchiest thing ever. And I remember I, I was with Kenny. We were watching the draft. I did too. He goes, I'm gonna make the other nine teams it. regret. Not I loved it. And I was like, and then like a week later, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, that's great. And then what happened? Shot the bag. Didn't do shit. Had his chance after Sam Bradford didn't do nothing for the Cardinals. And then fucking Sam Bradford was on the Cardinals. Let's not forget. The, let's not forget. Like, like, forget, like two like, days well, later, he was like, well, I didn't mean like all nine teams. I just meant like. All the teams. I just met all the teams who picked the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, no, still yeah. wrong, motherfucker. No, no, no. Still wrong, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? I lo I loved it. As as he a still boy, didn't do nothing. I loved so. the the, the bravado. I love the the confidence. And yeah, you know what? I that, too. that made me back him even more at the time. That made me back him even more. I love me too. That. Oh, he he ended up not backing it up. You know what? Fuck it. As long as you're in the national spotlight, why not shoot your shot? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. Fair, I agree I with that. It was, I thought it was bold. I thought it was bold. I thought it was like I was like, all right, cool. And like, like you said, like some confidence, some cockiness, you know. So, and I feel like every quarterback needs some of that, you know. Some like, yeah, I'm here, like kind of thing. I was very disappointed when he got put onto the field because Sam Bradford just wasn't doing nothing and he pretend got hurt just to try to get his 20 mil um <laughs> yeah. and then he came on and he didn't do anything either i felt bad i like i felt bad for the cardinals because it's like this guy talked so about like wanting to like 
like, oh, like, I'm going to do this. I was like, all right, let's see it. Show us. I feel like you've heard you more about that That's than most hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. As a man, know, for real. As a man with a team who also got funny. Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford did. That's what I used to call him. <laughs> Bradford, look, at, look, look at the ring on his finger. Oh, oh you mean look you at mean, the ring on his little, finger right now? This guy. Where did where did that come from? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! To the to the users that cannot see what we see, all of a sudden he changed from an Eagles hat to an Eagles Super Bowl ring. So let's just we'll, we'll continue on. But that was amazing. I love yeah, yeah, the hey, as, as, as as a team who also got Sam Bradford in, I'm sorry, guys. He got us too, all right? He got us too. Yeah, I know. Was- <laughs> all right, guys. Just to uh, – before we get to the final thoughts, just last thing on Phoenix Rising, not a lot of news, but Carvana has signed on to be the official jersey sponsor. It's going to be Carvana's name on it through 2023. I think it's a fantastic signing. Carvana is a local company changing the, the way that you guys is- buy cars here so i think it's fantastic we're gonna get a lot of money from this and i think that sticks and kicks needs to get into our office and also get some of that car hey, for, i agree Carvana man money. uh honestly Carvana is one tempe arizona is one you of the only places also to have found out? one of those giant uh carousels you know what i'm saying v- vending machines so also i found out just recently through it's sources so awesome. uh you know my it's own so adam boy adam boy that uh macron is no Macron is no longer our sponsor oh, for the jerseys. Like they're no longer sponsoring the jerseys. So you know what you know what we say? You know what we say? So I'm super Fuck em. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what we say? Fuck em. No, it's a good thing though. It's a good thing. Cause this brand was from Oh, France. oh I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. We'll, we'll say le fuck em. But the thing is that they're they're they were from France they're from France right so like they thought everybody was fucking petite and super fucking tiny their XL was like the fucking size of my fucking arm I was like are you fucking joking right now Macron like who makes well you 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 all you also have America we're one of the you also have massive fucking world you better you also have massive biceps and triceps you also have massive biceps and triceps so yeah. But the the problem is what I'm trying to say is that they were tiny. You're though. Like, you're familiar with tiny small. though. I feel like I can't wait. I feel like no, you're familiar with tiny. It, it, they did go. They did go beyond what it like. Jeremy, to put this in, in perspective, your fitted shirt in Macron would probably be be a large. No, I'm not gonna lie. When he like said no XL, it'll fit, it, it'll fit his pinky. I was like, hell yeah, let me get a four X and feel like a big guy. You know, walk into a big and tall <laughs> shop. Hey, I only wear four X, dog. <laughs> But um, yeah, you know what? There it's very, go. it's very good to hear about but, uh, Carvana. I'm, I'm happy about and, that. Uh, also, I mean, it's shit, it's hard to hear about Mac and fuck. Uh, All right, <laughs> don't be sorry. Late, fuck him. But also, I have found out. I have been watching. <laughs> fuck him. I've also been watching the stadium because I've been passing. I've been passing through Tempe lately. Yes, sir. And uh, I've been seeing the yeah, stadium got- off of Tempe on in Scottsdale. And uh, they're breaking it down. They're you know knocking what? down I shit. They're, they're taking things guy. down. So, I will uh, officially be on stadium breakdown watch because I literally live. Uh, I live right here on Priest and Two Hundred Two. 
Ah, shit. Hey, edit that out. <laughs> edit that out. People don't even know where I live. But yeah, I literally met. Hey, hey, hey. His, so- his social security number is 415. I literally live uh, like a mile away from the stadium. So I will be on uh, Seven, I will be on two, three, guys. I'll go ahead and uh, keep you updated on the breakdown. That is Perfect. that is beautiful. Thank you, Jeremy. You know what? Let's go ahead and get in final thoughts, Jeremy. I know I know uh, we're strapped for time here. We're taking off, Jeremy. What is your final thoughts on today's show and anything going on this weekend? Uh, yeah, I honestly think <laughs> if the Eagles are gonna do anything right, it's gonna have to be the front seven and the run game, man. I think Jalen Hurts is gonna surprise a lot of people tomorrow, and I honestly think tomorrow is gonna show whether he is gonna be. It, it, whether he's going to be Carson Wentz replacement or, you know, or not. All right. Beautiful. Kenny, what you got? Well, first and foremost, we covered a lot and uh, I, I appreciate you guys and, uh, and taking the time to talk some sports when you could be spending it with your family. So uh, first and foremost, again, everybody listening, enjoy the time with your family, uh, embrace, embrace the moment, live it, breathe it all in. And, uh, and uh, we thank you for listening to a bunch of heathens. But um, my final thoughts on the show, um, categorically, I think that the uh, uh, watch out for the Coyotes this season, even though we didn't improve much on paper, I think that we're going to be a more competitive uh, team to play against this season. And I'm just so fucking thankful that hockey is back uh, in just less than a month. We're going to be watching some hockey, which is so amazing to me. Um in regards to baseball, Dodgers still the number one champions right now. Fuck yeah. Uh, basketball, I am extremely pumped to watch Chris Paul and Devin Booker together. I think it's going to be a fun fun thing to, no, this to, is the to see for any Suns fan because we haven't had a superstar in a <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I, I have a lot of thoughts. I, I have I have a big head. I have a big head. I, I try to hit everything categorically. Uh, but um, I think that the Suns, no matter no matter what it felt like to lose Ubre Jr., I think that the Suns fans are going to have a treat this season. Um, as far as football, hey, uh, Cardinals got this, man. We're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, there's a good jersey right there, Ubre Jr. Uh, much respect to him. I hope he uh, I hope he does well. But uh, as far as the Cardinals, I think that uh, I, I I think that we're gonna make the playoffs this season, and I think it starts tomorrow, and I think that we're gonna we're gonna win the uh, w- win the shootout like Danny Danny put it. Um, it's gonna be a fun game to watch to watch two Sooners go head to head because uh, they're both competitive people and uh, the similar sim- similar players. Uh, last but not least, I am so excited to watch the Phoenix Rising get on the field again with all the uh, oh, I'm sorry the pitch again. With all the re-signings, um, with all the re-signings that we had, uh, we've kept the team pretty much intact. I know we had some controversy at the end of the season, but I'm looking forward to us back and uh, bouncing back. So, um, I, I I like this season for Arizona sports. We don't really talk much about the Diamondbacks, but I think they'll do all right as well. Um, I don't give a fuck about them as a Dodgers fan, but um, <laughs> I. Again, I, I appreciate you guys, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm going to cut this guy off right quick. All right, Lucio. All right, you guys. Last thing, real quick. It's, it's not going to be as long as Kenny. Uh, one thing for sure, I mean, you guys all know we're coming up to the holidays. Make sure you guys stay safe. If you don't need to go nowhere, don't go. Yep. Stay at home. Have a 
you know, Zoom, Christmas, whatever the fucking case you got to do, just be safe. And if you are going to go out, I mean, if you do, if you're going to go out, practice, you know, practice just being safe. That's like my number one thing. I've been saying it on the podcast for the last few months. I know we hate, I know I hate talking. I hate, I hate talking about, hey, wearing my mask, but you know what? I do it just because at the end of the day, it's better safe than sorry. And it doesn't take that long to put it on and off. If you, you know, need to go have a smoke or if you want to just like go into your car, whatever the fucking case would be when you're with people, try to be safe. Uh, the vaccine's coming soon. So y'all be able to do that. Uh, but on top of everything else for sports, um, Carolina, I doubt they're going to win, but I'm rooting for them, obviously, because they're my team. I hope so. And Kenny's fantasy football. We got the XFL quarterback, you know, PJ Walker. <laughs> and Kenny's fantasy football. But if we put the XFL quarterback out there, we might see some big things, big bombs. Um, for baseball, Yankees are still the best team in the whole fucking league because we have the most championships and we're the fucking greatest. Fuck you guys. Uh, third, basketball. I uh, hope the Suns do well. I know that the Denver Nuggets are kind of kicking ass right now. We're we're, we're, we're taking names and uh, <laughs> we're just we're in preseason. I'm a hey, still we're we're taking name. We're 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 doing really well. I think the team has uh, just it's been getting stronger lately. Uh, we have good chemistry, good movement, good ball movement. So uh, that's good for that. And uh, for hockey, I'm excited for hockey. Can't wait to go see a game with Kenny's dad without Kenny there to have his real son, his real brown son, you know, there and watching it with him like a true fan. Not, you know, not something all weird, you know, like some guy that lives in Colorado, whatever. Anyways, and then uh, last but not least, Phoenix Rising. I I can't wait to see the new the new uh, the new stadium. Can't wait to you be there and and then uh start doing everything we're so you know we're supposed to do as supporters and uh yeah man it's gonna be fun uh can't wait to see the new signings uh perform in their preseason if we have one hopefully we do just so we can get a little bit of of uh, a watch on those new kids coming in on the yeah exactly uh, exactly. i was just gonna say he took longer than me so go ahead danny (laughs) you did thank you guys so much for listening as always i just i just look forward to Arizona sports wins this weekend. It's what gets me through the day. It's what gets me through this COVID situation. It's what keeps me alive. It's just this hope that Phoenix will once again be a powerhouse in all leagues, NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL, everywhere that you guys listen to sports. Thank you guys for listening to Sticks and Kicks podcast. You guys can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Pod, anywhere you guys get your podcasts from. If you guys enjoyed it, make sure you tell your friends. If you guys are on iTunes, give us that five-star rating because that's definitely going to help us out a lot. Thank you guys once again so much for listening. Share it. And we will see you guys here next time on Stakes and Kicks.